Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Apostle Robert Enos. Here we will talk about doctrine and theology, politics, social and cultural issues, and how the church is to respond and face these issues. Get ready for a large dose of truth and get ready to have your tables flipped. As a friend just told me recently, Table Flippers is flipping awesome. I hope you go and check out our merchandise page. We have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. I just got in my own hat and I've been wearing it. I've been getting a lot of compliments on it. It's a fantastic hat. My daughter designed all of these, but we have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. And if you go to tableflippers.com, that's tableflippers.com and use freedom as your promo code, you'll get a discount. Fantastic stuff, beautiful stuff, and it'll help me, it'll help you. And together, we'll be flipping awesome. This floated across my Facebook page. It says, Trump is running, Florida completely red, Elon took over Twitter, majority in the Supreme Court, control of the House, Roe v. Wade overturned, Republicans win popular vote, Nancy Pelosi fired, parents fighting back. Cheer up, we're winning. Can't get rid of this rot overnight. Hello, this is Robert Enos, your host of Table Flipper Podcast. And today we're going to talk about, well, a bunch of things. Parents, pastors, voting issues, all of those things. Hopefully I can get all that in in the next few moments. I want to read a quote from Samuel Adams. He said, Let each citizen remember at the moment he is offering his vote that he is executing one of the most solemn trusts in human society for which he is accountable to God and his country. Again, that was a quote from Samuel Adams. There are so many things that I want to talk about on this podcast. I really actually want to get into some theology, some doctrine, those types of issues and things, but I keep coming back to more political things, mainly because that's what seems to be driving much of what's going on in our country today. The politics, our government, and and the things that we're facing every day. And it's interesting to me when we just literally about a week, week and a half ago, we just went to the elections, we voted, and We had some good things turn out. We had some, you know, not some good things turn out. But one of the things that really was eye-opening to me was the low voter turnout, especially among conservatives. And this is one of the things that I keep hearing from many conservatives is, why vote? My vote doesn't count. The Democrats are only going to cheat. Come on, we know the Democrats are going to cheat. You Democrats, you're part of a cheating, deceptive system. And you need to just own it. But we know that the Democrats are going to cheat. We know that they're going to cheat. We know this. That's why us conservatives need to come out in mass to make it so impossible for them to possibly be able to cheat or come up with a a number of that number of votes. Um... And the only way to do that is if we come out in mass. Do you know in in parts of our area, my own uh, region right here, in some parts, voter turnout was about 6% 
of eligible registered voters. Six percent. And most of the ones that didn't show up were the conservatives thinking their vote doesn't matter. Voting is the duty of every eligible American and especially the duty of every Christian. That quote, well, that comes from me. (laughs) I want to talk to you parents about this because parents... In this regard of where our nation is heading and and our vote making a difference, where are you on all of this? What are you teaching your children? What are you training your children? What's the example you're setting for your children? Are you just sitting back on, on voting day and not going to the ballot box? Are you not voting because you think your vote doesn't matter? Well, if that's the case, then what you're doing is you're training your children You're training the people around you, the members of your own household, your own kids, to do do the same. And here's the problem with that. Most of the people that think their vote don't count won't do the, uh, put the time in to actually research the candidates, what they believe, why they believe that, or the parties. And I'll be just quite frank with you. Those of you who don't vote because you think your vote doesn't count, let me tell you something. That's based in cowardice and laziness. That's based in cowardice and laziness. And what you are doing is you're teaching your children to be just as cowardly and just as lazy in these things. But here's the problem with that. They're getting taught something in their schools, high schools, even as early as junior high, high schools, and especially in college and universities. They're being taught from a very strong liberal point of view, Marxism, communism, liberalism, and you conservative parents that are too lazy or too cowardly to get out there and do your duty, do what you're supposed to do. What you're doing is not just giving your vote away to the other side, but you're giving up the training of your children to somebody else. So although you might be against, say, abortion, you might be against the LGBT agenda and movement, you might be for lower taxes and and those types of things. You might be for the more conservative ticket in your own heart of hearts. But if you don't teach your children why it's so important to be conservative-minded, why that's so important, not just for them personally, but for our community and our nation, then there are certainly people lining up in our public school system to teach our kids the other side, the wicked side, the unrighteous side. A few years down the road, after they hit 18 and they're in their 20s, maybe in their 30s, and it's election time, and you guys are going to start getting into those conversations, you're going to realize that you lost your children to that wickedness because you didn't rise up. You, you were too cowardly and too um, lazy to teach your children not only how to vote or to vote, I should say, but how to vote, why to vote, and for what to vote. The who changes, of course, but the what doesn't. And even though in your own heart of hearts, you might be against many of the things that are being pushed in this nation, but your own children could be voting for those things that you find abhorrent, 
because you didn't take the time to teach them. So parents, I'm going I'm to tell you something. You need to stop being so cowardly in that. Go out there and vote, and you need to stop being so lazy. Do some research. Find out about the candidates. Find out about where they stand. If you don't know the differences between the parties, I hear this all the time. Well, there's no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. Then you have not done your research. <clears throat> you have not done your due, due diligence in this uh, regard. You have not sat down long enough in front of your computer to figure this out. There is a big difference between Republicans and Democrats. Now, granted, some Republicans act no different than in the Democrats. They're called rhinos, and we understand that. But don't look at the one or two or even the small handful of rhinos and judge the entire party. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I know there's problems with the Republican Party. But as I've said before, the problems in the Republican Party, as far as the party as a whole is concerned, are, in other words, they're so much better than the Democrats. And anybody that takes the time to actually just get in and unbiasedly look at the information can clearly see this. The Democrats are the party of baby murder, the party of LGBT, higher taxes, and they lie through their teeth and they cheat every chance they can get. Just look at the state of the nation right now with, with Joe Biden in there, a Democrat. So there's a clear difference between Republicans and Democrats. And quit falling for the lie that you hear on CNN and MSNBC and even Fox News about the, how um, righteous supposedly these Democrats are, because they're not. Now, pastors, I want to speak to you. Now, this might seem like a, a, a quick twist from speaking about voting and, and parents doing their job. But it's really not because it goes in that same vein because the number one job you know, to get people voting really lands on the parents in that sense. And it starts at home, training our children so they'll become productive citizens. But pastors, it falls on you as well. A lot of the parents aren't doing their job simply because pastors, you aren't doing your job training the parents and helping the parents to understand the importance of their job even in this Place. Now, we understand that it's not uh, uh, voting isn't the only thing that we as parents teach our children, but it's an important part. It's a very important part. And with all the other pressures of life on us, pastors, you should be helping the parents by teaching the parents and teaching your congregation members the truth about these things. So, pastors, you must teach and train your congregations to vote and vote righteously. This is your job. And if you don't understand, listen, if you're just bent on one party just because whatever you think that's the way you're supposed to go, maybe it's part of your overall culture or whatever, you really need to do some research and honest, unbiased research. Because here's the reality of pastors. There's a lot of pastors that do get vocal and they're telling their people to vote for the wrong party and the wrong people. Just before these elections, like I said, they were only about a week and a half ago at the time of making this podcast. Just before that, so maybe two, three weeks ago, there was some controversy because some very well-known megachurch pastors had Democrats come into their church and take their pulpit 
One was in Texas at T.D. Jake's church. He had Beto come into. Beto is just this wicked, evil dude. Completely. I mean, he's an embarrassment to the human race. What is T.D. Jake's bringing him up on the platform for and pushing him? Thank God Beto uh, failed again. And then Creflo Dollar brings Stacey Abrams? Stacey Abrams? who actually tried to convince people that the ultrasound that they do when you can see your baby in the womb, you can actually see the baby, she tried to push that off as a hoax, that that's not really what's going on, that's a hoax. A hoax by who? Conservatives that are against abortion? And and so Creflo Dollar brings this wicked, evil, narcissistic, demon crap up onto his platform and pushes her? I don't understand this. So, anyways, pastors, it's your job to to do the studies and figure out who's righteous and which first, which party is closer to the biblical standard and then which candidates follow the biblical standard or as closely as possible. And that's your job, pastors. And it's your job to teach it and preach it from your pulpit. And most of you pastors out there are afraid of the Johnson Amendment to the tax code. You're afraid of losing your 501c3. And that's nonsense. Again, that is cowardice. That you're not going to speak the truth because you might lose your tax-exempt status? That's nonsense. That's cowardice. That's weakness. Grow up. For those of you who are not really sure what the Johnson Amendment is, the Johnson Amendment is a provision in the U.S. tax code since 1954 that prohibits all 501c3 nonprofit organizations from endorsing or opposing political candidates. Section 501c3 or organizations are the most common type of nonprofit organization in the United States, ranging from charitable foundations to universities and churches. The amendment is named for then-Senator Lyndon B. Johnson of Texas, who introduced it in a preliminary draft of the law in July 1954. So, in 1954, Lyndon B. Johnson, who was a senator at the time, proposes this as a draft, and it becomes this uh, amendment to our tax code, that if you have a 501c3, that's most all of our churches, universities and such, nonprofits, that you're not supposed to talk uh, politics, especially promoting a candidate or a party. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, pastors, by the way, pastors, it's so interesting on this one. Pastors, this is completely unconstitutional. It's completely unconstitutional. This violates your First Amendment rights in a big way. So yes, you can go speak politics from the pulpit because if you're doing it in your church and you're doing it righteously, remember, you have free speech. Nobody, including the IRS, can shut you down. And by the way, Lyndon Lyndon Johnson was a Democrat. So here we see another Democrat stifling free speech and stifling our freedom of religion. Remember, that's all in there. So, 
again, and isn't it interesting that most of the churches that bring candidates into their church and put them on the platform to speak to the people and get the applause and for the push are Democrats. So it's it's this strange thing. A Democrat puts that in there, but all the Democrats turn their head when a Democrat does it for another Democrat. Isn't that weird how that works? Isn't that hypocrisy? Isn't that double-sided? Isn't that wickedness? Well, of course it is. Those are rhetorical questions, but of course it is. So those of you who actually know the Word of God, know the Bible, some of you pastors that actually know the Bible, know the Word of God, you need to get a backbone. And I'm not telling you to go find some conservative candidate and put it in your church, but certainly you can talk about it from your pulpit and you can talk about such issues. So I want to ask you some questions, pastors. Now, of course, we're not engaged in a two-way conversation, but I want you to think about these and answer these to yourself. When was the last time you spoke on such issues as abortion? When's the last time you preached about abortion and how abortion is wrong and how it's a wicked practice and how we need to stop it? When's the last time you talked about homosexuality? And yes, the Bible is very clear, very clear in what it says about homosexuality. When's the last time you said anything about human trafficking? Now, that's a, that's a thing that I'll even be honest with you. I don't talk about that too much. Simply, I know it's wicked. I know it's evil. I know it's got to be stopped. But quite frankly, I don't know enough about it. And that's to my shame. But have you ever said anything about it? I mean, I've mentioned it. But have you ever said anything about human trafficking? How about the LGBT you know, the um, alphabet people agenda. How about their agenda? And how about their movement and what they're trying to do? And transgenderism. Have you said anything about these things? Have you told your congregation that it's wicked and it's evil and it's foolish? Absolute foolishness, wickedness, unrighteous, unholy that these men dressed as women are wanting to be and and actually doing this, uh, reading books to our children in libraries and such, and even putting on uh, the this transgender you know crossdresser um, drag queen shows for children and that include children. Have you ever said anything about that? Have you said that that is a wicked practice? Have you ever told your congregation that not only is that wicked and told them, don't let your children go, don't, don't let that happen, but we need to form some kind of movement that, that meets that and comes against it because we need that out of our schools. We need that out of our libraries. We need that away from our children completely. But have you ever said anything about that, pastors? This is your job. And if any of these issues, you, you sit there and go, no, I haven't been speaking about that, then you've been failing as a pastor. You've been failing as a church leader. You have been failing your congregation, the community, and this nation. And more importantly, and most importantly, you've been failing God because this is all in his word. And I know every one of us 
uh, in church leadership. All of his preachers want to preach the sweet messages about how God's going to come down and bless them, about how they're going to have their break through and God's about to do something. I know it feels like at the 11th hour, but the 12th hour is about here and God's about to move and there's about to be breakthrough. If you just throw $50 or $100 in the plate, God's going to move on your behalf and God's going to do extraordinary things. By this time tomorrow, money's going to come. Come on. I've been hearing those kind of messages literally for the last 45, 50 years of my existence and the church is becoming weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and our culture and our society is getting more and more wicked and evil and perverted so that tells me that those kind of messages are not really cutting it they're not making a difference in the world around us so maybe we should change our message oh maybe we should just get back to what the word of god actually teaches and start Speaking about these issues, transgenderism, abortion, homosexuality, maybe we should start warning our people, teaching them, and getting a little bit more active in this. Pastors, it is also our job to help the families of our church grow in righteousness. So when was the last time you encouraged your congregation to homeschool their children and get their children out of these public indoctrination centers called public schools. Have you ever done that? Have you even looked into it yourself? Do you know, do you realize how, how much better homeschooled children are in facing the world after they get out of school, after they're finished with their studies? They do much better. And I know from the public school, from the public sector, homeschoolers are being lied about, put down, pushed down, but they're doing so much better than those who go to the public school system. So pastors, when was the last time you encouraged your family members or your congregation to look into this and put their kids and start um, homeschooling them? That should be something you teach them all the time. Pastors, here's some more when it comes to just voting and voting righteously and such. Do you provide the materials needed for your congregation to register to vote? Yes, right there at the church. Do you have a booth where they can come and register to vote? Do you provide side-by-side -side comparisons of the candidates running for office, local, state, and national? Side-by-side -side comparisons of what they believe on the major issues, especially the biblical issues, such as abortion, homosexuality, transgenderism, and those types of things. Do you provide side-by-side -side comparisons of the political parties and their platform? If not, if not, if you don't do these things, if you're not providing these things, again, you are failing your church. You are failing your community. You are failing this nation. And you are failing God. You are failing God. A lot of people, no, 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 don't put that. Yes, you are. This kind of weakness, this kind of this uh, you know, not caring about such a major thing and bringing the righteousness of God into the political system and the governmental system. That is your job, pastors. That is our job as leaders, church leaders. <clears throat> now back to you parents, because you just heard me talk about what the 
pastors are supposed to be doing. So you parents, do you have your kids first in church? I hope so. If not, go get into a church. But make sure it's a good church. And if you are already going to a church and you can, you heard me say all these things that pastors and churches should be providing for you and what they should be teaching you. And you're like, well, they haven't taught me that. They're not providing me with that. I don't see any of that or I don't hear any of that. My pastor doesn't talk about abortion or transgenderism or the LGBT movement or any of these things. Then it's time to find a new church. Now, on the one hand, you're not allowed to not go to church because the Bible makes it very clear. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That literally means in a simple term, go to church. But it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to that church. If you're in a church that doesn't do these things, go find another church. So what's the right kind of church? Here's just some ideas. Spirit-filled. Absolutely. Has to be spirit-filled. And what I mean by that is they can't cut away certain parts of the Bible because they don't understand it or they don't like it. If it's not a church that talks about the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and practices it, go find that, go find that church. But also, it should be a church that preaches the whole Bible, not just the cute parts, not just the parts we all like, but the whole Bible. Should be a church that speaks about sin and moral issues, such as, again, abortion, LGBT, transgenderism, etc. Should be a church that speaks about political issues and not be so lazy or cowardly that they give that up to somebody else or they just stay away from it because they don't want to lose that precious 501c3. Should be a church that speaks about the candidates who are running. So that you know that you can have this side-by-side comparison of what they believe and why they believe and what they're going to do in office. And it should be a church that does all of this using the word of God, the word of God as the template of righteousness. So many of you need to seriously take a long, hard look, a long, hard look at the church that you're in. You pastors need to take a long, hard look at what you're preaching and why you're preaching it. And quit being so scared. There was this there's this church that I'm I know of, and um, I come to find out the pastor was working a second job. He had a business. He and his wife had a business, working uh, really working hard. They were working not only running the church, and it was a decent sized church. It wasn't a really tiny church. It wasn't huge, but it was a decent sized church. And I found out that this pastor was funding the entire church. He and his wife, oh, and I'm sorry, one, and one other person in the church. So basically, the pastor, his wife, and one other person were the only people that gave into the church to keep the lights on and keep things moving ahead. And I told the pastor, I said, Pastor, you need to start talking about tithing. You need to start talking about giving. Your people just don't know. Because he was lamenting how the people just don't give. They pass the bucket and like, you know, coins, little coins come in there. And it wasn't like they were broke. He, he, he told me this. He says, if I, if I start teaching on tithing, I'll lose all the people. They'll leave. I, I, I spoke on tithing one time years ago and, the, and a bunch of people left. And I told him, well, then they're not worth having around. You're wasting your money on people that have no real grounding in the word of God. They don't have a 
heart for God. They don't have a heart for you. They certainly don't have a heart for the church, or they would give. So he invited me to preach. What did I preach? Tithing. Did he lose anybody? I don't know. But for me, I honestly didn't really care. Don't need those kind of people around. So my point is, pastors, if you're going to lose people simply for teaching the truth from the Word of God, the truth about the wickedness of abortion, the truth about the wickedness of this transgenderism, the truth about the wickedness of the LGBT, if you're going to lose people over teaching biblical truths, you don't really want or need those people around. They're a thorn in your flesh already, and you just don't know it yet. Maybe you're happy just seeing faces in the crowd. And if you preach truth, you lose half of them, maybe all of them. Who really cares? Who really cares? Let's face it, who really cares? And you people out there listening to me, especially you parents of children, if you're going to leave a church because your pastor teaches truth, truth that's found in the Word of God, if you're going to leave that church because he speaks truth or she speaks truth, shame on you. Who do you think you are? If that man or woman of God is speaking truth, that's the place you stay and you learn. Even if it bothers you, you learn and you let the truth set you free from the wicked mindset that's in you if it bothers you that much. Do you know why? Hearing a message on abortion does not bother me for me because the truth has already made me free in that area. Same thing with LGBT, homosexuality, transgenderism. It doesn't bother me to hear this. As a matter of fact, I sit back there with my sword up going, yeah, when I hear these kind of messages. Why? Because I've already been made free in those areas. It's the same thing with any other biblical issue, giving of your finances, living righteously, um, not excessively drinking, transgenderism, all this nonsense. If it bothers you, you're bound up in that area. You've got a demon in that area and you need to be set free. Come on, pastor, start preaching truth. Come on, parents, start bringing your children into the truth and setting an example for the way they're supposed to live. And yes, even in the voting box, even with your ballot, teach your children not only to vote, but how to vote. Show your children the side-by-side -side comparison. And pastors, it starts with you in the church. Parents, it starts with you in the home. So when the parents and the pastors are doing the same thing, it's a double whammy. We can turn this thing around radically. It's time to stand for righteousness, it's time to teach righteousness, and it's time to walk in righteousness. Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers Podcast. I'd really love to hear from you. Please look us up on the web at www.gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Or you can email me at gwccrobert.org at gmail.com. I'd really love to hear from you. Please let us know how we're doing. Keep all those comments coming. Until next time, you all have a great and a blessed day.